0: Are better than the overs. A black man left the over. Keep that style, you got soul food. The best of the best can feel you, guys The limit, see, I told you you gonna be the difference between McDonald's, Burger King, and Whole Foods. Do your thing and slip through on them. Yeah, they ain't gonna have no clue. You won't need no toe boos. They'll pay attention. Hoo, they'll ask you for advice. Tell them the same thing I told you. Uh-huh. Man, we are back. Uh, feels good. Season two. Episode number Gary Payton 20. <laughs> yeah man, I feel so good to be back. Uh today's a little bit different. I'm coming with a special guest, friend of the podcast. His name is uh, Nico Fasho. Nico Fasho, please introduce yourself. Hey, Nico Fasho.
1: You know, just hanging out today. Uh, Going to play "Fly on the Wall," uh, sharing my thoughts on this new Rhapsody album.
0: Work, work, work. And uh, there it is. This episode, we're doing uh, Rhapsody's album, Layla's Wisdom. I know this album's been out for a while. It was recently uh, nominated for a Grammy. So I felt since uh, this is the one album out of the nominations that we didn't review. Thought we'll go back, try to review that album before the Grammy start, just in case you guys missed it. And uh, brought a friend on the pod, Nico, for show. And uh, just in case you guys don't know who this uh, who this girl Rhapsody is, man, let's hit you with a little background check. Who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. Oh my god, Rhapsody coming out of North Carolina. Rhapsody started her career in the rap group Coolie High. But uh she made her solo debut working on the working on her album with Night to Wonder. And she's just been grinding her way through this music scene. She's dropped mixed mixtapes like Return of the b Girl, Thank Her Now for everything. She got game. Mm. Debut album was uh called the idea of beautiful it dropped in 2012 and she's just been pretty much getting love from some of the hip-hop heavy hitters like i said she's been working with ninth wonder she worked with dj Premier, big daddy kane kendrick uh big crit so all your uh you know the line i'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper yeah she's been kind of like that lately yeah, in uh 2016 she got signed by rock nation And uh, so it's only right that we get into her second album, Layla's Wisdom, uh, Grammy-nominated, albums named after her grandmother, so it's the wisdom that her grandmother gave her is on this album. So yeah, man, uh, Nico, for sure, how are you feeling about this Layla's Wisdom? How are you feeling getting into this new Rhapsody album? Uh, Going into
1: it, I was excited to hear from her again. Uh, I was a big fan of the She Got Game mixtape. Uh, It was a little more free-spirited than this one. Uh, It was a lot of hoop references, which I always appreciate. As a hoop head, she made a lot of 90s basketball, NBA references. Word. Uh, She's a Kobe fan, so I love her for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I was excited to check it out. I hadn't checked out her last two, to be honest. But this one, it looked like, uh, you know, with the production and then the features I was seeing, it was worth a listen.
0: Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're on the podcast because I wanted somebody on here that had a little, uh, that at least listened to a body of work from Rhapsody before this review. Because me personally, I've never, uh, I knew who Rhapsody was. I'll hear loose records, but i never heard like a full body of work from her. So going into this album, I was pretty excited to see like what all the hype was about. Right. And so, yeah, man, I was excited going into this Rhapsody album. I heard a lot of good things. And uh, with that being said, man, let's go ahead and hop into our highlight record. And tell them to
1: bow down to here in greatness. Well, they never do what I do. They uh, wish they could Niko do what, what I do. Nico, for
0: show you the guest, go ahead and uh, point out the record that you want to highlight for this album. Uh, the highlight record that I decided to
1: go with, uh, it was hard because every song is so special, but I'm going to go with Sassy.
0: All uh, right, cool. Yeah. We're going to play that record, and uh, we'll get into it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know that you know me very well. They need you know me very well. But you <laughs> boys know me very well. I got a round gauze, no carousel,
0: Yeah, man. That's that's, that's a good record. Go ahead and uh, highlight uh, what you feeling about that record, Nico, for sure, and uh, let's get it. Well, from the first second, you know it's that 90s bounce that comes on kind
1: of reminds you of that that one song everybody does a running man challenge to the, oh uh yeah <laughs> you know Where that the one. camera on flip the beat yeah. yeah 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 so it's just got that real 90s vibe and then you know she kind of gets cornered as a conscious rapper sometimes i feel like and even though she didn't talk about the typical party subjects that most rappers talk about i feel like she uh She was able to open it up and give you a party track, but still talk about some things that you won't necessarily hear in a lot of party tracks. Like in that second verse when she says something about growing up in a small town, I grew up with you, you grew up with me, throw a few hands and we're good next week. Like anyone from small town could relate to that. So I, I thought it was cool that she was able to make relatable lyrics, but still make it a danceable track.
0: Well, I feel that, Uh, and I co-sign with you, man, I love the bounce of that record, I love the way uh, the beat, the songwriting, the hook all kind of play into Rhapsody's, like, sassiness on the record, like, everything really comes together great, and Rhapsody, man, she's just glowing on that record, and and I'm here for that, you know what I'm saying, I appreciate (laughs) it, and uh, with that being said, if you don't have anything to add to that record, uh, I'm gonna hop into my solo, my highlight record, if you don't mind. Okay. All right, and I want to highlight track number four, Pay Up.
1: Baby,
0: some. Good, she like yeah, man. That's the one for me. And uh, man, right when this record starts, Nico. I just think like the book, the uh the beat and the hook just draws you right into the song. Baseline on the record, just Pushing me to move with this beat, and uh, th- this record right here is just the most balanced. I ain't saying she a gold digger, mm-hmm. but she ain't messing with no. <laughs> Y'all know the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what this record pretty much is. It's a gold digging record, and uh, but Rhapsody she balances out because she's going after all the males and females. And this track right here, man, it shows why it's so important to have like diversity in hip hop. Right. Different POV, different train of thought, different ways to a Attack and a, a, a commonly touched subject in hip hop, like we always be rapping—not we, but rappers are always rapping about gold diggers. Mm-hmm. But when Rhapsody does it, because her POV is just naturally different than your typical rapper, mm-hmm. the the uh, the idea of the track just feels way more fresh. Yeah, and then uh, first verse it goes to the ladies best moment of the song is when Rhapsody drops that like how much do you think it costs for this weave huh uh, <laughs> like yeah. it's just so much uh, it's so much personality dripping off that track uh, right. it, it brings it brings a little uh, comedy to the track that lightens up the mood of it and uh, she runs through all the gold digging staples she does the same on the second verse but she dedicates it to all the fellas out there stringing a woman along so they could be taken care of of don't have to grow up, you know, your boy just want to 2k and chill with the homie sometimes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, solid record, uh, be easy to ride with, simple mm-hmm. but effective hook, very tight songwriting. This track is pretty much a uh, 2017 Lauren Hills doo exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. man, and uh, first verse is dedicated to the man, you know, yeah, it's yeah. pretty much a run back of it. So, peep this record out, uh, track number four, pay up. Nico, for sure, you have anything to add, man? Yeah, that's actually what I was going to say. It's very reminiscent of Lauren Hill.
1: Not to make that comparison, because I know that's yeah. a really profound comparison to make, but she does
0: carry the torch a bit in yeah. that sense. Definitely, and I think she does a good job. And Nico, for sure, I think uh, you co-sign with it, Definitely. and I think that's a perfect way to close out our highlight records and just hop over to the general side of this podcast. This is special cloth alone. Alright, man, we got some, uh, I would say we have a lot a special cloth on this album definitely this album is let me see we got 14 tracks a lot of features so right. man there's some things we got to talk about right and uh just to open the floor i want to talk about the production on this album ninth wonder pretty much spearheads the production and the sound of this album mm-hmm. producing most of the songs at times this album can be funky it could be soulful. It's ear-catching. It's fleshed out with beat switches, mini skits. It pretty much has it all. Yep. And I say all that to say, what is are some of like, your favorite uh, instrumentals on this album, your favorite production moments of... Uh, That you want to point out on this album I gotta say off top, that first track
1: Layla's Wisdom, that, the gospel Was just straight cinematic on that one I I feel that That was, yeah, that was like some Kanye Good Morning type (laughs) stuff And I hate to make references, like, keep saying It sounds like this, it sounds like that But something about her music just sounds Super familiar, in a good way though And it's refreshing, and it's a new Twist, new modern twist And Rhapsody, of course, I mean, it's a female Rapper going over a lot of these beats that remind me of something like a Kanye West so it's nice to get a a different perspective than the
0: original thing that it reminded me of yeah where to your point about like having it feel uh, familiar like this is my first time ever hearing Rhapsody right and then when I get hit with that Layla's Wisdom like off my first list off my first listen, there's a lot of songs, you know, you don't appreciate the first time you hear it. Yeah. But it's that familiarity that you're talking about that like my first time hearing it, I was like, Man, Layla wisdom. It right. just instantly brings you in. And it's because like you said, it's that soulfulness. But then with the female rapper, uh, it just kind of gives it that different little taste, and then brings a different POV. So I, I hear yeah. that, man. Not
1: to mention, she's spinning game on that one. Yeah, like,
0: that
1: that was like a mixtape, like the highlight mixtape track. But she entered; it was just a great track. word, word. Uh, be the flow, not follow it. When she said that, I was like, oh man, a good shepherd don't trip over what he heard. Like oh god, yeah, dropping drop gems, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> dropping gems, and uh, man, just to back you up. I'm gonna go into track number two, "Power." For me, mm-hmm. this track would just always stick out. The instrumental is just pulsing. Listening to that record, man, is uh, it's like drinking a Red Bull. It just like instant, <laughs> it just instantly hits you with energy as yeah. soon as it comes on. It's something about that beat, and not to mention uh, one of the greatest Kendrick Lamar is mm-hmm. on that record. So and she goes toe to toe. Yeah, all, man, <laughs>
1: yeah. She she doesn't back down.
0: Yeah, and then another instrumental I was feeling, man, was uh was track number seven nobody Nobody. it just starts so smooth it's like a nice morning walk when that record comes on and then when the drums hit during black thoughts verse i just feel like the record goes to another level i even had to check if uh quest love was on the drums because like it was so good it wasn't but that's the quality that this record is bringing right and uh the last instrumental I'm, i'm gonna touch on real quick is chrome And to me, it's not one of my favorite songs to go back to listen to on the album. But I appreciate the instrumental for just really being out there, going right. with a different sound. It reminds me of, like, early 2000 production from Pharrell. And I yes. appreciate that from uh, track number three, Chrome. Yeah, that is very Pharrell. Yeah. So, uh, any other instrumentals you want to touch on before I hit you with another question, Nico? Man, well, I, I got to back you up on the nobody.
1: Oh, nobody okay. is the one. Uh, her and Anderson. Is it Pac or yeah, Pac? I Pac. don't want to say wrong. Anderson, Pac, man, those two together, it's just like his raspiness mixed with her you know, smooth flow, and then she's got that little lisp, but it works for
0: her. It's Word.
1: like, I just like the way they bounce off of each other and that energy, and then the beat, it just goes crazy. Black Thought comes in and just terrorizes. Yeah, just it.
0: like the legend he is. Like, yeah. Black Thought, just every time you see Black Thought on the record, he's gonna kill it. Yeah. <laughs> like, 100% of the time.
1: She holds her on with him, too, mm-hmm. though. And then, uh, I think the other beat that I liked a lot was the roller coaster jam called Love where uh man and then and knock on my door too both of those beats it's just some laid-back beats i'm not sure if terrence martin had anything to do with those two but it kind of reminded me of his project polyseeds it's like jazzy but funky at the same time just something you can kick back to no matter what you're doing and uh you know just something to make you think invoke a little thought uh instead of just going crazy all the time and just turning just, up all
0: yeah, the time. Yeah, just, just uh, 808s. Right. Just killing you over the head all the time. And while you talk about Terrence Martin, man, real quick, before we move on to another part, uh, I just want to point out track number 11, Used to Love, that uh, that G-Funk that Terrence Martin is bringing on that record mm-hmm. is fucking amazing. Me and you, we both from the West Coast, we always appreciate that sound. Right. So if you into G-Funk, make sure you check out uh, track 11, Used to Love Me. Right. And uh, all right, man. Uh, So Rhapsody is known for the rapping. Right. We've been talking about she's been holding her own on these records. So let's get down to the Needy and Gritty. Which record on this album you think uh, Rhapsody was snapping on, man? Okay. So the first one I got to say is Riding. Riding, man. (laughs) She just starts off so
1: bleak. And she's like describing a person who basically can't stay out of trouble. And then she finds a way to flip it. And she, uh, you know, she says, we all got family. We can't save from hell, which hit me because, I I mean, you know, we all have that family member who you just want to help. But eventually they just burn that bridge and there's nothing you
0: can do about it, even though you want to so bad. Word. That's one of the truest lines I've heard in a long time. And then a new line too. like a lot of like hard, like real lines I hear. Like I've heard like versions of it. But like that one right there, every time I hear it, it feel like a little punch in the gut. Right. In a good way. <laughs> yeah, in a good
1: way. And then she flips it and then she like then she offers her support, uh, letting them know, you know, she's still there no matter what. Uh it's it's all about family and just having those people who are important to you back. So I, I really appreciated her lyricism on that one. Another one that I really thought that she uh snapped on it was You Should Know. Um, it starts off slow, but the way she ends it, when it's, uh, Lord forgive me, I ain't got no sympathy flowers. They say it's better to die with pride than to die as a coward. I say some situations call for our pride to be swallowed, so we wait for payback to come in the form of good karma. It's yeah. like, damn, oh. man, like she's basically, you know, addressing all of these worldly situations, you know, with President Trump or just, you know, the climate racially and socially in this country and she's basically saying instead of taking an activist approach which is easy to do as a rapper because it's easy to rile people up but yeah. for her to say, I say we sit back and wait and wait for the good karma to come back to us, I thought that was like some of the raw stuff you could do to end the track like that. Man,
0: I appreciate that background that, uh, that, that breakdown of that track Nico from you, especially like that last part yeah, now that you bring it up like that uh, like when I heard it, it kind of passed me by but now that you kind of bringing up that good karma and like what you know what she could do with her platform instead of like just taking the laid back uh, approach man that's very special and I got some things to say about that record it's gonna be a little later We gonna talk okay. about it so, uh, <laughs> so we'll get into that But uh, man, I appreciate that break- breakdown of that track And uh, for me, man, we talked about it earlier You was digging into it Just dropping them gems But for me, it's always When I think about Rhapsody snapping I always think about Layla's wisdom Yeah <laughs> and, and this is, like I said This is my first time really getting into Rhapsody Like a full body of work So, so like. To put this album on and like right off rip get hit with like soulful beats and bars i'm just like oh my god <laughs> it's like well how did i go so long without listening to rhapsody like like you said you was dropping all them quotes and then uh and she just throughout the whole album is just dropping them And uh, one one of my favorites, she does on Layla's wisdom is "Sky's the limit." I told you, you gonna be the difference between McDonald's, Burger King, and Whole Foods. Really, like the bar just flows perfectly, and she touches on like uh, the new mainstream mainstream hip hop being like fast food. And she's just working on staying above it. And then the song is also called Layla's Wisdom. So you could also take those bars as like her grandma's telling her these things. And so like the feeling of those bars hit a little bit harder. And then, uh, my favorite flex gem that she drops, it says, you don't need, uh, to pay attention to those, uh, you don't need, you won't need no toe booths, they'll pay attention, Hold do and she's yeah. letting us know that, like, her work's gonna speak for itself, oh. and, uh, that's how she got Jay-Z's attention, so she must be doing something right, Layla's wisdom. Yeah, that's... Full of it. gems. Yeah. And, uh, man, it, uh, I'm pretty... One-liners. Yeah, cool. one-liners all day on that record. Yeah. And, uh... And just like and I feel like Rhapsody songwriting on this album was just super direct and clear songwriting mm-hmm. on records like Knock on My Door, mm-hmm. Black and Ugly, Sassy, Rollercoaster Love are all records where the songwriting is just super tight. Hooks and verses complement each other perfectly. So hats off to Rhapsody for just pretty much doing everything right on this album. I'm not even going front. Right. And then um, you have any uh, rapping records to bring up, uh, Nico, for sure, or should we hop into another question? Let's see. Rapping records? No, nah, I think uh,
1: we kind of covered all yeah, the best ones. Right. Yeah, that Layla's Wisdom was my other main one, but yeah, you touched on everything I was thinking about for that.
0: What? Alright, well, this album is full of features. You got Kendrick and Lance Skywalker on Power, Anderson Pack, Black Thought, Moonchild on Nobody, BJ the Chicago Kid on Knock on My Door and uh, Black and Ugly, Gwen Bunn, Music Soul Child on a Roller Coaster, Terrence Martin on You Used to Love Me, another Anderson Pack appearance on Ooh Wee, Amber Narvin on Jesus Coming, GQ on Riding. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, Busta Rhymes on uh on You Should Know and Buster Rhyme on Riding. So, man, this album's full of features, man. Who do you think brought the most to the table? What are some of your favorite features on this album? To tell the truth, I know this is probably
1: going to be surprising to anybody who's listened to it or is just hearing all those names to hear what I say. I think Busta Rhymes was the most essential. Me too! Yeah. Me too! <laughs> all right, go
0: ahead and um, bring it, up your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, Black Thought and Kendrick, they had their verses and whatnot, but the songs would have been great without them, and they just took it to that next level. Whereas Busta on... Um, on his, uh, I think one of them he was just kind of talking, yeah, Terry
0: yeah,
1: Festival. <laughs> it, it's just like some goofy little stuff, but it, it, like makes the track almost, or it lets you know what the track is necessarily about. And then when he says he's on his Barry White shit and he's just trying to, you know, smooth the track out and introduce, you know, that aesthetic, yeah, that you know, candles lit, <laughs> fire in the on oh, uh, you should know, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, that one going on, uh. He, I think he provided the most, uh, yeah, aesthetic wise. He's the one who gave you a picture to really see what they were trying to make you see as far as those tracks.
0: Man, I, I'm happy you stepped on my, what I was gonna say, <laughs> man, because I'm with you 100%. Bustin' Rhymes on this album sounds like a motherfucking living legend. Yeah. And uh, like he said on Writing, like, he literally just says, Turn me up some. But for some reason, it's easily my favorite moment on the album. Like, uh, i just waiting for that part a lot of the times. Like, if it was just an individual, like, 45-second interlude, like, I would go back to that all the time. Something about the energy of it, uh, Buster Rhymes, like, voice sonically, it's just, it, it's perfect. And, uh, and uh, the closing verse on You Should Know is just so sensual, man. I heard if you uh, throw that verse on during your first date you instantly double your chances of uh, getting laid that night. So uh, go ahead and take, uh, take some advice from your boy. You're going on the first date. You want to get it in. It's moving in that direction. Go ahead and uh, play that Buster Rhymes verse and uh, double your chances, all right? And, uh, and uh, I know I brought up a lot of names, so I just don't want to linger on, um, on Buster Rhymes but i think it's easy to linger on buster ryan because he's one of the few rappers on this album gq's Mm -hmm. on there he does a good job and like he said uh when kendrick raps kendrick gives you what you expect from kendrick also but uh but i do love the bar that he gives us where he said uh his last lp he had real niggas on potus lawn talking about the album cover that uh that bar always hits pimple butterfly yeah yeah and um but what I really appreciate from Rhapsody on this album is that J. Cole made it real cool to have no features on your album. You sing your own hooks, you sacrifice that beautiful voice, and you kind of replace it with passion. But at the end of the day, we know those J. J. Cole Hooks be kind of shaky, fam. <laughs> so uh, so shout out to Rhapsody for bringing true singing back into hip-hop on this album. Right. Music Soul Child just sounded flawless on Roller Coaster Jam. BJ, the Chicago Kid, and Anderson Pack are always welcome on any album I'm listening to. Right. The singing, the harmonizing throughout this whole album was amazing. So shout out to everybody that was a part of it. I can't like name everybody because pretty much most of the features are just... Um, people coming in to do singing and uh, I'm glad she just didn't be like fuck that I'm gonna do the singing too (laughs) (laughs) yeah man so uh, and uh, real quick shout out to Busta Rhymes again because it was amazing legend it sounded like the legend he deserves to be now uh, go ahead and Pastor Cabassier, <laughs> give me some, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I think we kind of covered a lot on this album, on this general side. Do you have anything to add before we flip over to our dislike of this album?
1: Uh, yeah, before just because I was listening to it on the way up here, and I saw Kingston nodding his head to it. Uh, knock on my door. <laughs> Yeah. That one was crazy, and I love the fact that Rhapsody was able to take the assertive approach with the guy. Word. She shows up to his spot, sees him watching the game, and says, "Can I come in? Can I just come?" It's like a lot of the time, I feel like when female rappers want to play that assertive role, it's got to be from a sexual standpoint, yeah. and it's like sexually empowering, which is cool. But it was cool to just see her be like, you know what? Like I'm gonna game you up real quick, and like I'm I'm gonna pull you because yeah. I know. I know who I am, and I don't watch basketball anymore because I'm a fan of Kobe, and I haven't watched too much since he retired. (laughs) But I'll still come watch a game with you if you would like. That just made me realize, like, oh, okay, like, I could see the kind of chick she is just from that song. And I I really enjoyed that one.
0: Yeah, I feel like on that record, she does a good job of just being like, I don't want to sound cliche, but, like, Mm -hmm. she sound black, proud and like she just she knows who she is as a person so she's just 100% comfortable and the more amazing thing is like like, I've met people that are 100% comfortable with themselves and it's like it's really like you want to be around those type of people but it's like the fact that she's been able to translate that onto an album, like, man, that's so crazy that she knows herself so well mm-hmm. that she's able to, like, make these little mini skits that kind of bring you into her as a person and knock on your door, knock on my door. Man, great record. Everything about it makes sense. And, like, that's another record where I was talking about where the hook, the songwriting, the name of the title, like, everything is, like, wrapped in so tight and it's perfect. Uh, I'm glad you brought that record up. Signed, sealed, delivered, yeah, that's a great one <laughs> Alright, with that being said, man, let's go ahead and uh, Let's hop over to the negative side of this podcast Don't all wanna right. do it, all but right. we gotta do it <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, no, because I don't fuck with nobody Yeah, I don't fuck with nobody, like, at all, nobody So, man, uh <laughs>
0: Alright, Nico show. you the guest. Take the lead. You gotta let me know, man. We got 14 tracks. You gotta let me know what you're not fucking with. There gotta be something.
1: Alright, man. This is probably gonna be the most unpopular thing I'm gonna say about this album. I'm not really fucking with power like that. I'm really, what? I, oh, let me get okay. Because I I recognize the sample. The sample is from a Bootsy Collins song off uh, the Bootsy Collins Player of the Year album. Uh, it's a really laid back song. So when I first heard the sample, I was like, okay, we're gonna go into like some space funk cadet type stuff. And then when it hit with that, like you said, with that energy drink yeah, beat, I, I like it a lot, but, but you it's get like, the crash. Don't, don't leave me on. <laughs> yeah, don't leave me on like we're about to go on this funky expedition, and then you get kind of, uh, you know, hardcore metal on me real quick Word. with that bass line. It's a great song, but it was just, it built my expectations up with that sample, and it really didn't do anything with it. And, um, but I mean, even that song... I got to say, besides my negatives about it, because I was telling Will earlier that to me it was kind of like a Poor man's version of Kendrick Lamar with uh, SZA that uh, "Doves in the Wind." Yeah, and I heard that. I heard that before. Heard, yeah, yeah. And then, but I listened to it again after I told you that, and I have to give her credit because it, I thought it was just about the power of pussy, which is not. I went back and it, she opened it with the power of pussy, but she goes into just power in general, general yeah. the whole idea. So even though it's a negative, I gotta give her her props <laughs> for that and admit the fact that I was wrong about that
0: one. All right, boys. If you guys uh, take any lessons, from this podcast and I hope you don't take a lot because we just hanging <laughs> but uh, it's that you know it, the saying is true sometimes the more you, there, the, there's an ignorance and bliss there's bliss and ignorance or whatever right. it is right. because like Nico know that sample so when he hear it he's expecting something me I've never I don't know what song you're talking about Right. so I have no pre-assumed thoughts of this song when I go into it and I hear it I'm just like I'm just riding like I don't have nothing in my head distracting me from the record so i kind of just take that energy i never feel tricked so uh man that's pretty crazy but (laughs) makes sense and uh for me i'm gonna hop into the record i wasn't feeling we touched on it earlier and uh it's a track number nine you should know man and for me this record is like when it starts off I always think I'm about to listen to Bossy by Khalees like when the beat <laughs> starts I'll, I'm waiting for it to be like I'm bossy <laughs> and it, it, it and it's so disappointing every time it doesn't do that. Because <laughs> every time you're like, nah, I haven't heard this record in a long time, I wouldn't mind hearing Bossy. <laughs> and it, it, it's just not. But for me, I'm not really feeling the instrumental uh, for You Should Know. The hook to me, it, like, it's a complete brick. It's the worst hook on the album for me. Yeah. The singing is just kind of overly dramatic. It's like kind of godly that it takes me out of like the vibe of the album. And Rhapsody's flow uh, just sounded forced. The I Bet Your Nuts Stink, Bart, to me, is just off-putting as his record is. So, track number nine, track number. you should know, is a hard pass for me. Yeah. And I, and I really feel like I'm being nitpicky too. Like it's not, it's not that bad of a track. But if I had to pick out one, I would say that's definitely the worst one. Do you yeah. have anything
1: to say to that? No, I agree with you on that. It's definitely the kind of album where you have to look for the flaws, and you really have to. Uh, Be hypercritical in order to find anything negative about it, really. Because overall, it's a real balance as far as subject matter, as far as flow, the beats. uh, She goes so many different directions with it, but finds a way to keep it all intertwined. Uh, yeah, so nothing else negative
0: to say okay, about yeah. it. And real quick, and this is super nitpicky, I would say the album might be 10, 15 minutes too long. Yeah, like, I it, agree with you on that. Like this. sometimes I'm, when I get towards the back end of this album, especially because it kind of slows down and become like a little bit more lovey than the first half of the album. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kind of waiting for it to end. Like, even though the songs aren't bad, it just kind of lingers longer than it should. Yeah. But that, again, being super nitpicky. And with that being said, let's go ahead and hop into our grade of this album. Nico Fischo, uh, what are you getting it, giving it from A-plus to F? How are you feeling? Well, you know, it's my first podcast. Pi- A-plus being a classic, just classic. so you know. Okay.
1: It's my first podcast of so many. I w- hopefully many. Yeah, I wanna- yeah definitely. <laughs> so I want to leave room. Uh, I give this, I give it a B. Like an 87%, a B plus. it's all subjective at that point. But yeah, I'd give it like an 8.7. I think it's really good. I, like I said, it's just balance and then the funk and the jazz, which is my type of thing. Uh, somehow you can still work out listening to it, which is always a plus. It's not so chill that it's going to put you to sleep. Um, the basketball metaphor, she name drops Giannis, which yeah. is pretty cool because I think that was even before the season started, which knows, she really knows what she's talking about. And uh, She's and, been watching basketball since Kobe retired, it yeah, seems like, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> let's see. Uh, she. I don't know. She starts off with just mainly spitting. And then she kind of goes into some more poppy stuff. And then she gets deep on you. Then it goes into the love music, and then how she ends it off with that one Jesus Coming, yeah. Jesus
0: Coming, yeah, that one was... It just goes over the top. Yeah, she kills you with over the top right at the end after that long ride towards the back end of it. So, yeah, I got to
1: give it a high B, because if you don't skip a song in an album, you have to give it at least a B, so... Okay.
0: I'll give it a 8.7. For sure, and then uh, for me, I would say I've been reviewing a lot of albums this year. This is definitely the top side of the albums I've been reviewing this year, uh, so I'm not gonna give it move, uh, room to like you know move around. So I'm gonna give this album uh, a. I think it's as close as you could get to a classic without being a classic, and with some time, it might be. But I feel like this is as good as you're gonna get. Uh, without it being an instant classic I think if you enjoy To Pimp a Butterfly but thought the themes of that album was a little bit too heavy and like every day you wasn't ready to run To Pimp a Butterfly back to back, this is kind of like the album that I think you should find and listen to because it kind of sonically gives you that feel of To Pimp a Butterfly, it gives you you know, uh, the rapping that you get from To Pimp a Butterfly, it gives you ideas, but At times it's not as heavy handed As To Pimp a Butterfly was So if you want something around To Pimp a Butterfly But not as heavy This is definitely the album to you And uh, I definitely understand why It's Grammy nominated One of the best rap albums of the year Layla's Wisdom shout out uh Sue baby making an appearance on the podcast and, uh <laughs> Young I am Sue. Yeah. <laughs> Sue baby uh Layla's Wisdom a uh easily one of the best albums of the year. Wouldn't be mad if uh it beat out Jay-Z, Kendrick for uh album of the, rap album of the year because yeah, uh it's okay. it, it, it's up there. Yeah. And uh before we close out, let me ask you this Nico. Yeah. Do you think it's uh, best rap album of the year uh, for the Grammys? We have uh, 4 for 4. We got, uh, let me bring it up real quick.
1: We got 4 for 4. As far as Grammy nominated so far, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything really that didn't make it to the Grammy nominations that I
0: feel like should have, though? All right, so we got the list now. Uh, Nico show, can you read up the uh, nominated uh, rap albums from the Grammys? All right, so the Grammy Award
1: for Best Rap Album Nominations include uh, Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator, uh, Culture by Migos, Layla's Wisdom by Rhapsody, uh, 444 by Jay-Z, and Damn by Kendrick Lamar.
0: All right, man. You just read the list. Uh, yeah. uh, Layla, wisdom is. What do you think is taking that down? It, it's the best on that list. It's you the think best so? On that list, uh, I the only one I gotta say
1: I didn't give a fair shot to is Migos, just cause that's not necessarily my sound. And I had, I think they have a good chance of taking it away. But me personally, I think it would be well deserved if she won it.
0: Where, where I i would say it's well deserved if she wanted to uh wouldn't be surprised if uh jay-z just takes it you know when a when a 40 year old you know that saying can't take teach a dog new tricks yeah. and for the fact that jay-z learned new tricks yeah hey hats off to you bro yeah and uh, <laughs> and uh but for me personally and this is super personal i know i'm probably one of the few people that feel this way uh my favorite rap album of the year goes to uh, Tyler the Creator, uh, Flower Boy Scumfuck. That I just, was a good one. I just feel like instrumentally that album was fucking perfect. For yeah. a rap album, I haven't heard uh, a non Kanye rap, rap album like instrumentally sound as good as that. And it's not even super sample heavy. And the rapping on there, and then the ride of the whole album. So um, I say that to say. And I even go. I wouldn't even care if Migos won. Actually, I like all these motherfucker albums. So <laughs> That's why yeah, cancel right? my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that being said, Nico show. Sure, thank you for coming on this podcast. Hey man, me. you killed Appreciate it, my you. dude. Thank and you. if you have anything to plug, uh, feel free. This is your space. Yeah. So uh, me and the homie Kingston, you know, we're making
1: our own music as well. Matt King, uh, you could catch us on Instagram. Uh, follow me at n. D-V-G-U That's my Instagram account It sounds like individual Which is why I did it Or you go to Soundcloud.com Slash Nico That's N-I-C-O F-A-S-H-O And you can find All of our stuff on there Our oldies video Just dropped Directed by Vontae the Pro uh so yeah, check us out. we're gonna keep on making music. welcome to the power out coming soon. Just some funky stuff you know just to just to ride to kind of like this rhapsody album
0: work so. and so uh if you guys want to support Nico, you guys like what he said on the pod, go ahead and check the links and uh Nico for sure, thank you for coming on and uh thank you for having everybody me. listening. appreciate y'all and uh see y'all next time.